the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Welcome to Simply for Women. I'm Jennifer, and I hope to uncomplicate your faith today because you know the path to God's presence is simply found through faith. So Simply for Women, this is a place for you. I am so glad you joined us today. We have been talking about waiting. All of us have waiting. Sometimes we're waiting for that vacation. So that's a good waiting. I don't know if you have a vacation planned. I do not. But anyway, if you have one planned, maybe that's a positive waiting and you're excited. Sometimes we get excited waiting for holidays like Christmas or something like that. I get excited just waiting for summer, seeing the flowers in the garden and the tomatoes and the cucumbers. And I love summer. Summer is my favorite season. So I'm excited waiting for summer. We've had a few nice days. They said yesterday was like a June warm, felt like June. But anyway, so I don't know what you're waiting for. Sometimes we're waiting on God and, you know, like Christmas, we get all excited and then it's just some socks. (laughs) So we're disappointed. Or other times we're waiting and it turns, we're worried, we're nervous and we're stressed because we don't know how something's going to turn out. Maybe it's a date, you know, but it ends up, it's a good gift because God was with us. And when we wait and allow God into the mix, he gets to choose the outcome. He gets to help us through our disappointments and he gets to help us to have joy when we see the good gifts that come when we wait. And so he's in the waiting. He's with you in the waiting. And he wants to give you peace and hope in the midst of the waiting. So whether it's that job, maybe for that child, that wayward child, maybe you're waiting to get married for the very first time. I don't know what you're waiting on, but God wants to be with you through it all. And so we want to say, God, can you turn this around? Can you help me to wait? Let's look at our memory verse, which we've been doing, and it's Philippians 4, 7, and it says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. And so God is going to guard your heart and your mind as you wait for whatever it is that you are waiting for today. You know, we also, we want to think about our friends and our family. Maybe they're waiting on something really important. I have a friend that's waiting to get a job right now, just interviewing everywhere. And it is tough. It's really hard to wait on a job, especially in this economic season. And so I don't know what you're waiting for, but God is your answer. And he wants to simply show 
up for you. And we've been talking about the women, the women that waited at the foot of the cross. They had the whole dark tomb day while Jesus was in the tomb. And what did they do and how did they feel? You know, God understands. He understands every place that you're at. And he wants us to learn to be close-knit friends and to stand by one another and to wait and to to, to linger and to pray and prepare and be vigilant with one another as we wait. And so I think about these, were these women, you know, were they tempted just to numb out or to grasp for some semblance of control or maybe busily talk their way through waiting? Does that sound familiar for you, like to you? I don't know. Maybe you're waiting for a treatment result or or that healed hurt in your heart, a, re, a reunion with a loved one or an unfaithful spouse to repent. Oh, so much, you know, much needed rest from this relentless pain, right? That's what you need. So how are you going to fill the time? How are you going to fill this time while you wait? You know, too often we reach for what will grant us the quickest relief, only to soon find it's not going to last. We might reach for food, alcohol, or gossip, or sleep, maybe a Netflix binge, or anything else, anything just to distract or numb us. But the problem with doing that is that when it wears off, we discover that the pain is still there. It's there all over again. And so what if God wants to teach us something while we're in this waiting room? I call it the tomb waiting room. (laughs) That's what the women of the Bible on that Saturday was the tomb waiting room. And what if God is wanting to show you something? Let's ask him. Let's ask him today. Here's our, our sentence prayer. Lord, I trust you in the waiting. So just say that out loud. Say, Lord, I trust you in the waiting. What if his ultimate goal is that we would trust him completely, even though we don't see the end result, and even when the end result isn't what we prayed for, but we trust him completely anyway? Well, God is working during the wait, and he and we can also be working during the waiting as well. Like the women at the cross, we can pray. We can prepare. They prepared those spices. We can stay vigilant. They wanted to see where the body was laid. And then we can keep going. They kept going. They were the first ones there early that that uh, resurrection morning. They were there. So we can keep going. We can be obedient and and be there. Be vigilant. So that's my challenge for you today is what is God wanting you to do? What are you praying for in the waiting? Part of preparing during the waiting and praying is to be vigilant. And what you're like, okay, Jennifer, what does vigilance mean? Well, for me, it's turning off distractions. And I know this is a type of media radio that we're on right now. (laughs) Uh, But when I'm being vigilant, I have to actually turn off some kinds of media. And if it's not media that is a positive influence on my heart and mind and soul, I have to turn it off. And I know that sometimes we're tempted to watch those things, but what goes into your, what you see with your eyes, like your mother told you, it really does go into your heart and your mind. And sometimes if you're in a waiting season, you've really got to protect yourself from certain types of media. Another way to be vigilant is I avoid things that steal my time or waste my energy. You know, sometimes there are toxic people in your life. Who are those? Have you identified them? And you may have to avoid them while you're in a waiting time because you just can't have that energy taken in that way. 
So instead, I've created a routine, and it affords me more time with God when I'm, especially when I'm in a waiting uh, season. So you might come up with a new routine, look at your day, and say, what could I let go of so that I could be vigilant to spend more time with God, studying his word, talking with him, writing in my journal, write out all of your questions, all of your fears, all of your concerns, so that you could better hear him in the waiting. And then I guess the other thing I do is I keep going. I keep going. I I have to maintain boundaries for my own health, but I continue to serve at church to fellowship with encouraging friends. I still make time for my husband Doyle, time for my family. So even though in the waiting, I know God is still at work. I don't want to miss him. And so I, I keep going. I always try to find ways to find God through acts of service, fellowship, and relationships. You know, sometimes people say, oh, I can't serve the Lord right now because I'm in a hard place. Well, he's in that hard place. So don't stop serving the Lord just because your plate is really full in a hard place, if at all possible. Ask him, where could I serve you? You know, I, I was talking to someone yesterday, an old friend, and her mother passed at Christmas time. And her father had just passed not too long before that, not of COVID, but just old age and complications. And so they knew that they were going to pass, but she was just saying that in that waiting time, you know, when her, when her mom passed, she, she was tempted just to, to not serve God at all, you know, just to hide. But instead, she chose uh, to keep going, and God gave her a few things to do, and it really helped. And she said when she reflected later on her mother's life, her mother was never home on Thanksgiving because her mother was at the soup kitchen. Even though they had 10 children and 10 siblings, her mom was feeding someone else on Thanksgiving Day. And so I thought, wow, you know, we we don't want to ever stop serving the Lord, even when we're waiting. It's so important. And that had made such an impact on those 10 kids. So no matter how long you're waiting, it might be days, it could be weeks, months, years, or even decades. Ah, uh, I know. But God is at work. So we want to pray. We want to prepare. And we want to stay vigilant and keep going because God is going to meet you in this waiting. You know, it reminds me of a story of a couple that we met in Israel. When I was a newlywed, you know, we lived in Israel and we would hike. Our favorite thing to do was to hike and long, long journeys around the city and look at ruins and uh, find carvings. We would find coins. We'd, I have a whole bunch of widow's mite coins that we found in the dust. And we just wanted to see, is there some historical fact? Like we would go and sit on the actual steps where Jesus taught. And so that was really cool. And it was just so beautiful just to tromp around the city and hike all day long. And we would, we just love to do that. I love to see the piles of spices. And it's really neat because you think about the women that brought these spices to the tomb while they were waiting. Those shops have the same spices today, just mounds, like huge baskets overflowing with frankincense and myrrh. And you know, it's just amazing to me. But we would go exploring. And one day we met this couple and they owned a little teeny tiny restaurant and they would invite us in and they would teach us how to they made falafel and hummus and just this. I mean, when I say tiny, this restaurant only had a refrigerated cabinet and two booths. So teeny, tiny, hole in the wall shop, 
nestled away in the old city of Jerusalem. And I thought, this is such a nice couple. And and we would go there and almost every time they would say, okay, stop. And we didn't have the money to eat there every day, but we would just stop and get water and talk to them. And they just wanted to get to know us. And then I started looking and I thought, hmm, she has worn the exact same dress every single time I have seen her for two months. And then I thought, I think her teeth need cleaning. And I thought, you know, the shop is clean and nice, but something isn't right here. And so I began to pray. And, uh, you know, we're going to probably run out of time for this story, but we will be back tomorrow and I will get you the rest of that story because I want you to see how we pray for people in the waiting. You're going to pray for your friends and your family in the waiting time and as they are waiting So anyway, you know, it is so much fun to be together. I just love being together. Thanks for joining us today. And I want you to stay right here because we are not finished. We have a wonderful interview coming right up. You have been listening. You are listening to Simply for Women. And as we go on this quick break, just don't, don't, don't rush off because this story is going to impact your life. We want to just experience more of God in our everyday lives simply through being with Him.